0: Hello and welcome to Word for the Day. This is Father Pete Matthews from St. Patrick's Anglican Church in Lexington, Kentucky. And in today's Word for the Day, we're going to continue our series on Holy Communion. I apologize for only dropping three episodes last week, I you do five. So I didn't get that series done. So we're going to keep plugging through this for a few more episodes. And today I want to look at a passage in the Gospel of John um, where Jesus talks about eating his flesh and drinking his blood. Let me read it to you. It's John 6, 51 and following. Jesus says, I am the bread that came down out of heaven. If anyone eats from this bread, he will live forever. And the bread which I will give for the life of the world also is my flesh. Then the Jews began to argue with one another, saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood you have no life in yourselves the one who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life and i will raise him up on the last day for my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink the one who eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and i in him just as the living father sent me And I live because of the Father, the one who eats me, he also will live because of me. This is the bread that came down out of heaven. Not as the fathers, the ancient Israelites, when they ate manna, ate and died. The one who eats this bread, i.e. Christ, will live forever. So when Jesus spoke these words, it was a scandal. People were shocked. A lot of his disciples said, if this is what it takes, I'm done with this. Um, but the core of the disciples stuck with him. And so just in a face value reading, Jesus saying, you got to eat my flesh. You got to drink my blood. And um, and historically, all through the centuries, as the church has read this passage, they've understood Jesus to be serious about this. Now, um, some people read it as only Jesus is talking metaphorically because it can't literally mean his flesh and blood. In a sense, he is talking metaphorically. So he's not saying, me, the living incarnate Christ who's present with you here in Judea or Galilee, come and take a bite out of my arm. And then, you know, drink some of my blood. We know he's not talking about that because no one did that. So it has to be read in a larger context. Um, Yet Jesus has these strong words. You have to eat his flesh. You have to drink his blood. So what is he getting at? Well, that's how we connect it to these other passages. And the church has done this in the majority of places, even now in all through history, and really only until like a few hundred years ago. No one ever questioned this. Um, you have to link it with the celebration of the Last Supper, where Jesus says, the bread is my body and the cup is my blood. And then that passage we looked at in First Corinthians 10, where Paul said, when we drink the cup, we have a communion in Christ's blood. And when we eat the bread, we have a communion in his flesh. So the church has always understood there's this great mystery. When we come to Holy Communion and we eat the bread and drink the wine, somehow in a mystery, Christ is present. And the word that's often used, at least in the West, is he's present sacramentally. That's really just kind of a word that that fills in because sacramentally just means he's really there but we don't know how that works. And somehow he really gives us his flesh and somehow he really gives us his blood. Somehow he really gives us himself and really gives us his life. And we have to have that life in us to have new life in Jesus Christ. So baptism is the inaugurating sacrament in that we first receive the life of Christ. And then communion is the sustaining sacrament. We come back over and over to receive the body and blood of Jesus, so we can have the life of Jesus in us. So um, what's helpful to think about then is this, um, and I talked about this in sort of the way Anglicans think about Holy Communion, but I wanna use some different language at this point. One of the ways to talk about what a sacrament in general is, is to say it's an outward sign of an inward and invisible grace. Or another way to say that is there's the sign of the sacrament and the reality of the sacrament. So in Holy Communion, the sign is bread and wine and actually water, the three that come together. The reality is Jesus himself giving himself to us and giving us somehow his body and blood. He knows that means we don't. And the sign and the reality go together. They're inseparable, but they're not the same thing. So... <clears throat> so that's why we say, well, you know, we really do believe Christ is present. And we pray in our church a prayer called the prayer of on and ask that we really can feed on Christ's body and blood. And then when I hold the bread and the wine up, I say, receive Christ in your hearts by faith. And you put that all together and you realize um, this, is, this is a spiritual work. Um, in fact, in our Anglican articles, we talk about how it's through the Holy Spirit that we eat and drink the body and blood of Jesus. We do it spiritually. In the Eastern Orthodox Church, they really, they really riff on this and say, it's the ministry of the Holy Spirit to turn to make these signs a means by which Jesus gives us his bread and wine, and it's also his, his body and blood, and it's ultimately a mystery. When I consecrate Holy Communion, every time I ask the Holy Spirit to fall on us and fall on these signs so that we can come as we receive the bread and the wine, we really can receive the body and blood of Jesus. So, and, and as Jesus talked about in that passage, we need it for salvation. We don't need it to get in the door. We don't, we don't get saved, if you will, if you use that kind of script every time we take communion. It's more in the sense of that lifelong process of being transformed into likeness. that lifelong process of being made holy, that lifelong process of, of union with God. We need the sacrament so we can receive the life of Christ over and over and over in our lives. And so this holy sacrament gives us the body and blood. Okay, next episode I'm going to talk about um, just kind of some practical things about receiving Holy Communion. God bless and have a great day.